You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians, your daily, or in this case, three times a week, Cleveland Indians podcast. Uh, There's no point in getting into the labor stuff. It is just depressing and annoying. And, uh, you know, my one comment here is, I'm not going to say that baseball isn't going to lose money or that COVID hasn't hurt them. But for a sport that wants to make us feel bad about billionaires losing money is also the same sport that took advantage of the COVID situation to cut the minor leagues. The minor league plan was brought up in the fall. Uh, I did a whole podcast on it and talked about how minor league owners were prepared to fight it. And then when COVID happened, one of the first things these owners did was instead make it impossible to fight it and just to cut a bunch of minor league talent because they had an opportunity and a window to do so. So a, a setup fight that was going to occur between the owners of minor league baseball teams and the o- professional uh, owners was cut short and instead baseball took advantage of the COVID situation. The same owners took advantage of um, you know, something that shut down our economy that led to hundreds of thousands of deaths to cut minor leaguers and to cut minor league teams. And I don't have any sympathy for these owners uh, who want their cake and to eat it too because that's where it comes down to. And that's kind of going to be my last statement for now on this that just to remind you that, yes, the bottom line has been hurt for this year, but they have already also taken advantage of a terrible situation and benefited from it as a group. It did come out today that there were six owners who reportedly – Uh, Just didn't want any season at all. Didn't see a point to it. Um, At the time, there were six teams that hadn't signed any undrafted free agents. We are now down to three as um, at my last check. Let me just make sure I have the correct ones. Uh, The Tigers, the Angels, and uh, the Rays. So those are the three that have not signed a single free agent. Uh, I think 100% Artie Moreno is someone who doesn't want a season. Uh, He has been about as tight-fisted as they come. I would bet on Oakland. I would bet on Cleveland. I would bet on Pittsburgh. So let's see. So we have Oakland, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and the Angels. Uh, Fred Wilpon of the Mets would be a likely one as your fifth. And uh, your sixth could be any number of uh, spots. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Nationals, who are another team who talked about kind of cutting things before they changed their tune. Uh, I know you're surprised they didn't put the Rays on there. I think the Rays were set up to do really well this year, and I don't think ownership uh, necessarily wants to lose a season. They wanted to get that uh, that core on the ground and running, as I think you know they ex- expected them to be a playoff team this year. Now, I talked about the undrafted free agent pool, so let's, let's dig into that now for part of the show. As the Indians have made two signings as of recording the show, uh, which is 4 p.m. Eastern time, so... One to record a bit earlier and then make sure we had time to talk about who they have added. And uh, if someone else signs, we'll talk about them on Friday's show. And uh, both players were a pair of juniors drafted back in 2017. And I just could not uh, get past that. Uh, quick note before I dive in fully. I'm getting things together so I can have a silent mouse. Uh, I It bothers me when I'm listening to the recordings when I go back and do some editing work. So I know it has to be bothering someone else out there. If the mouse click is bothering you, I am getting things set up. So Friday's podcast should be click-free. Just wanted to throw that in. Uh, I'm always 
taking and reinvesting in the podcast, you know, the, the upgraded mic, the condenser on top, things like that, uh, trying to make this a better mic for everyone who is listening at home. I saw we had uh, Blaze uh, Jaguar, who I talked to on Twitter, gave us a new review, so I did want to say thank you to that. That popped up to my Chartable this week. Uh, some of the podcast did very well in Chartable in particular, so just a big thank you to everyone who helped push the podcast this week. Uh, things have been down across the board, uh, so it was nice to see some positive momentum. It just... It stinks. Uh, we were up into the top 25 in all baseball podcasts on this show, and now we've fallen out of the top 100. Uh, part of that is, you know, just not being daily anymore. But part of it's just like losing that momentum and all the people who don't uh, want to even think about baseball because they're so annoyed by it. But let's get back to the good, okay? As promised, uh, we're going to talk about these two signings. The players they signed are Joe Donovan from Michigan and... Uh, Cade Smith from Hawaii. Uh, let's start with Joe Donovan, who was originally drafted in the 33rd round by the Chicago Cubs in 2017. He was an Illinois kid. He turned 21 in uh, January of this year, so uh, not a young for his class guy. But again, if he had been willing to sign for slot, which a day three slot back in 2017 was a little over 100000 he would have signed. Uh, I'm sure the Cubs would have would have given him that money. So it just stinks. This is where you're seeing the situation that these young players are just getting hosed because they have such a small window. And if he comes back next year and plays well, guess what? You're a senior, and you know what? A good senior gets like 20k. So by getting 20k now as a junior, it's better than being a senior. Uh, so it's it's a rock and a hard place situation. But he absolutely could have gotten six figures back in 2017 out of high school. Instead, he's getting 20K now to join the Indians. Uh, Michigan has had a ton of drafted high pitchers. Uh, last year, Tommy Henry and Carl Kaufman, the lefties, went high. Jeff Cresswell, who was their top pitcher this year, had really good stuff, but uh, struggled with his command and control, which meant that Donovan had been really pressed as a defensive catcher, and that's where he stands out. He handled advanced stuff he handled a variety of pitchers and he did it well behind the plate and that is his best tool set you're getting a guy we know the indians value defense especially at the catching position so they're getting a guy who can handle it who can handle the defensive uh needs that uh, the indians have for anyone who's going to catch he is a glove first catcher Offensively, so this year we had just the 15 games. As a freshman, he only had 14 games, so basically one season of data. The strikeout percentages are not great. He's over 23% for his career with a walk percentage of a little over 8%, so a big imbalance. He's very easy to uh, to strike out, and he doesn't walk much. There's a little bit of pop. Um, offensively, you're hoping more is going to come that uh, there's some more skills in there. This is entirely 100% a signing uh, that was because of a defensive ability. You can never have enough catchers. You can never have enough good defensive catchers in particular, especially with if you're the Indians, where defense matters. You know, why did certain, like Eric Haas, never really get an extended uh, chance? They, they didn't love the defense where it was. Uh, why did they go and you know give Sandy Leone a bunch of money? Because they like the defense. Defense matters a ton to the Cleveland Indians. That is why they went out and added Joe Donovan to their team. And he'll be no worse than a, a backup catcher for them. 
Our sponsor today is Postmates.com, and they have been an, a sponsor for us many times over the year plus of this show. Postmates is a great idea. It's an idea that I am tired, I am not feeling well, I've, I've just had a day, and I want to stay in. But there are things I need or want, and I just don't have that ability, that time, I'm just not feeling like going out. Postmates it. Postmates will bring you everything you need. It doesn't matter if it's fast food, if it's your groceries, if it's something from the corner market. You download the app, which is on iOS or Android, and you open up the map and you can see everything in the area that can be delivered to you. This is your chance to be lazy, take an evening off, open it up, use Postmates, and they will bring you what you need. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start free deliveries, download the app and use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need it, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Cade Smith is the other pitcher of note. I should say player of note, but he is a pitcher. So let's get into Cade Smith. Cade Smith, I feel extra bad for. Uh, because like with Joe Donovan, he's a 33rd round pick. Maybe he couldn't have gotten the full amount. I'm betting he could have, but Cade Smith absolutely could have gotten the maximum amount of money possible. Uh, I found a report from uh, Khan 2 uh, K-H-O-N-2, which I assume is a local news channel in Hawaii, uh, and they talk about the fact that he turned down a six-figure bonus out of high school to come pitch for Hawaii. And again, three years later, he is now getting 20,000. He was a 16th round pick of the Minnesota Twins, a cold weather arm uh, from British Columbia. So the you're, you're very common Canadian Hawaiian. And back then even, he was a big kid. He was over six foot five coming out of high school. Uh, currently listed 230, was not listed at that out of high school. So he's added some weight, added some muscle. Never added velocity. He was a low 90s pitcher then. He's a low 90s pitcher now. And during his time, first season, 13 games, 6 starts. Second season, 16 games, 7 starts. This year, he had 5 games and 2 starts. Um, I don't know if it was like lack of performance. The numbers aren't great. They're not terrible. But it's just odd that he never really got that sustained chance to start. Because uh, he was a big recruit for this program. And again, the numbers weren't awful. First year, ERA of 4.62, strikeouts per nine of 8.5, walks per nine, 2.5. He was hittable that year, hit per nine almost 11. Sophomore year, that's kind of the big one for him. He gets in 59 innings that year. Uh, You're looking at a strikeout per nine of a little over eight, walks per nine a little under four, hit per nine is a little over nine. Again, these are not great. They're not bad. Uh, and this year, his strikeouts per nine was almost up to 11. So a big jump, 18 innings, a small sample size. And again, the beginning of the year is when you often have your cupcakes in your schedule. So that's why the danger with a lot of this scouting stat lines is worse than it's ever been. Is You're facing probably the easiest it's going to get, especially if you're like an SEC, ACC player. You got fat on what is the weakest part of your schedule and the little bit of time we had. But again, Smith the walk rate under four so for his career his walk rate is 3.39 which fits the indians we know they like to see that number under four even better if it's under three but under four is typically an area we see strikeout rate for his career is a 8.34 so a little over eight again that's okay it's not the greatest thing 
but it's not terrible. I, I just find it, like I said, again, odd that here's this pretty big recruit for their program, big kid, solid velocity, okay numbers, and why wasn't he just not a starter from, you know, day one for them? Or, okay, sophomore year, I open Hawaii from uh, last year, and I look at he's third on the team in starts. First on the team is uh, Aaron Davenport, who's a freshman. So a freshman had the most starts on the team. Uh, and his numbers, comparing him, aren't as strong. Now, I do know Kate Smith had an injury in one game. I'd have to go and look and see deeper into that uh, when I was digging through stuff. Uh, Logan Polson had nine starts, which was the second most on that team. And it's hard when you're at the University of Hawaii, let's be honest, because... <laughs> To have to go and play every weekend means lots of plane travel. Like, doing baseball and schoolwork is nearly impossible. I don't know how these kids do it when you go to the University of Hawaii. I mean, it's a, a beautiful place, but you're traveling or someone is traveling to you most weekends. It just it does not set up particularly well uh, to get a recruit that is someone like Cade Smith. Uh, and his, Again, at the time, he was viewed very well. Um, they did have a player drafted. Uh, Jeremy Yelland was taken. I gotta go look where in the draft was viewed as probably a signability guy uh, when he was drafted out of uh, Hawaii this year. So I mean, these guys got watched. They were seen. People went out and tracked them. Uh, Smith was a known player. Let's see. Uh, Jeremy Wu Yelland. The Red Sox drafted him fourth round. So yes, there was a player taken on the University of Hawaii. I did remember that. So if you're the Indians, I think Kate Smith might have more appeal than uh, Joe Donovan. When I look at Donovan, like I said, I, th I see a defense first guy. I know I read some things and he might have some pop in the mat in his bat, but offensively there is a lot of issues when I just look at the numbers, uh, especially because again, the Big Ten is not a strong conference. You want to see someone who's shredding the ball there and not a guy who's on the other side of things and high K rates are probably one of the easiest indicators of uh, future struggles of, of anything. So Kate Smith, what makes him stand out in when we're talking about these two players is you have a big guy, six foot five, who really hasn't had much velocity the last three years. Comes from a Hawaii program that has had ups and downs, but not one that's known for its development. And on top of that, he's a cold weather arm. So there's a lot of reasons to think that this is a player you can maybe get more out of, that you can get a few more miles per hour out of the fastball you can work with and turn into a better pitcher. The Indians have had a lot of success with pitchers from, you know, sixth round later in the draft, and they don't have a sixth round or later in this draft. So some of these free agent signings could be of impact for the Cleveland Indians, and Kate Smith is an interesting player. You know, he was extremely valued out of high school, and after a few years, just hasn't developed properly, and that is where you're kind of hoping that uh, there's a little bit more to, to go, a little bit more to find, just in terms of his developmental curve. At the same time, what stinks about all of this is what happens if there's no season? Uh, a lot of players are missing out on development, and I talked about this before, that there's a better chance of pitching, I think. I think that's easier to kind of help from home and to go over video, uh, where so much of hitting just feels like reps, and especially if you're having contact issues getting to see different pitches, getting to see all of that. So uh, I think in many respects, you might be better off signing pitches right now in this undrafted free agent market because it's going to be harder to develop a hitter right now than a pitcher if there is no season. 
I don't know how this is all going to come together. I mean, if a season's lost, and does that mean there's no Arizona Fall League? How does this all happen? What happens with the minor league talent? There's talk of trying to do like a late fall league. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or what's going to go on. I just don't know about anything right now. I feel like that's sadly where we are uh, in terms of baseball and where the sport is right now. Nobody knows anything. It's a lot of negativity. The draft was a nice moment, but it is over and now we're moving on to the next part hopefully things get figured out you know it's it's hard but rob manfred is somehow made gary bettman look like he's good at his job uh we're gonna see where baseball goes i will continue to talk about signings as they trickle in right now we just have those three signings that i know about and from there uh we'll continue looking into the history we'll look into everything else that has happened in the past with the indians and what could potentially be in the future for this organization as well Uh, Just a quick reminder, season or not, everyone still gets a year of service time. So uh, even if nothing is played, uh, Frankie Lindor will still be uh, one year till free agency at the end of this season. So, yeah, I know I'm just a ray of sunshine in all of your lives. Thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back on Friday, hopefully with some more free agent signings to talk about. If not, we're going to dive into some more historical pieces as always uh facebook twitter anywhere hit me up with questions so i can have some listener mail on the podcast uh i will probably also go through and pull out my old 24 7 uh, indians top prospect list and i'll insert the players taking this draft and talk about where they would rank for me in terms of the organization so we'll go through and do that as well just kind of going through uh and talking about the six players that were drafted last week and how they fit into the Indians' top 30 or so prospects overall. As always, thank you for listening, reading and reviewing, downloading, telling a friend. Uh, It is very much greatly appreciated. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. You can find my writing at MLBDraftNow.blogspot.com. And as always, go Tribe!